Hello, and welcome to Free Memory. I'm your host, Gideon, and we are back with another episode. This podcast was recorded at August 10th, 2021, so enjoy the show. So today, I actually don't have too much planned. Um, I think the news is a bit of a slow day, so I actually want to talk about my setup. So I think my setup's uh, not too unconventional, but it's a little different. I like I have mostly old technology, and I prefer not to upgrade for as long as possible. And so I actually use two desktops, a laptop, and two cell phones. And they're all pretty old, so it's not like, you know, a big, like, a rich kind of flex kind of thing. It's more like, you know, uh, they all fill different kinds of niche necessities. So my first desktop is currently around 7 to 8 years old. Actually, it's I think it's 11 years old. Um, it's got an AMD FX processor in it, dual-core processor, what, an NVIDIA GT730. So it's got some very old hardware in there. And it's got 16 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM. And so I'm actually running Linux on here. It's running a hypervisor. It's got some Docker containers. Um, it's got some virtual machines, which are running on um, VMware. And yeah, it basically functions as my server as I need it. Uh, most of the time, it is turned off in order to conserve electricity. But when I am using it, um, I, I prefer to use this over my other computer because I don't want to kill my brand new desktop too early. And so I use it kind of as like my slowpoke transcoding server. Uh, it's great um, when electricity is free. Well, not necessarily free, I guess, you know, there is still carbon emission cost and, you know, someone's still paying for the electricity. But when I'm not paying for the electricity, this is a good desktop for me to turn on because it's pretty old and it's pretty slow, but it is, it does work. And so, you know, I can offload some like tasks that are not, you know, time sensitive over to this desktop. And my second desktop, which is what I'm recording this podcast on right now, is actually uh, brand new. It's got a Ryzen 9 5950X. It's running Linux with a hypervisor, and actually, so it's simultaneously running Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. And um, below that is a layer of Debian. Um, and I mostly sit in Windows because I like the software. I like the. Uh, I, I don't like the privacy issues, but it's kind of unfortunate because you know some video games like Valorant only run in Windows, and so I basically don't really have a choice. I use a really old Fire Pro GPU in here, especially with the GPU shortage. It'd be nice to you know buy a new GPU at some point, but that's not a priority right now, so that's all right. And I use 64 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, which is it's, it's actually not overkill. Uh, I originally thought you know I'd be enough with 16, then I thought 32 was enough. But yeah, I think I need 64 gigs of RAM considering how much stuff I open all the time. Um, I try not to use this desktop too much, but it is my workhorse, so I do use it quite a bit. Many, many hours every single day. So that's actually really good for me. And then my everyday laptop carry is the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon. It's got an i7 8th gen CPU. Uh, I don't know which one. It's, you know, uh, four cores, eight threads, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, standard stuff. It's actually a really nice laptop. I... I dull boot Windows and Linux on there. I actually run Manjaro on this laptop. I do like it. Um, I think I'm using the XFCE desktop. Nothing to customize. I know it's based on Arch and people can customize it, but I'm not too into that. You know, I just use it as it is mostly for the most part. Um, I, I do have some customizations on it, but it's like, you know, just, just to get it to work. Um, I like to use my tools as they are. I do like to customize every once in a while and I, and I you customize here and there, but it's not, not a priority for me, you know? Things are meant to be get done. And yeah, so actually for my cell phones, I have an iPhone and an Android device because I like to do programming. And so I have the Nexus 6P, which is the last developer phone Google made before they switched to the Pixel line. 
And I actually really want the new Pixel 6 that's coming out, so we'll probably talk about that in a future episode. But for now, yeah, I'm using the Nexus 6P, and it's been going really well for me. Um, my SIM card's actually in an iPhone. I'm using the iPhone 6, and that's it's quite old at this point. Um, I think this will probably be the last year that Apple's going to be offering updates for this cell phone. And I already talked about, actually yesterday, on uh, the slippery slope and, uh, you know, Apple's issues that they might have. So it's going to be quite unfortunate. We're going to have to see where this uh, develops, I guess. But yeah, that's my everyday carry. Oh, I also use an iPad, and I use an iPad Pro. Um, uh, it's a 20, I don't know which, which model it is, but it's it's got the Apple Pencil too. So it's actually, it's a fairly recent model, and it's not the M1 chip, I believe. I don't think it is. I don't pay attention too much. I mean, I use these t- devices as like tools. Um, I do I do care somewhat. I mean, I I like programming and you know engineering, so I have to. I, I these things are like tools for me. You know, they 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 get the job done. Um, you know, if I'm doing programming. Actually, on my iPad, it's really hard to program. I tried all the different kinds of tools. I tried VS Code in the browser. I tried, you know, downloading a code editor. We'll talk about that in a future episode, probably. But yeah, my iPad is mostly, you know, for drawing, for... Um, I don't really use it for media consumption. I know a lot of people prefer to use iPads for media consumption. I don't. Um, I use it a lot for note-taking. Sometimes I look at CAD models with it. Um, it's got... I have a keyboard case, so it's... You know, it's, it's like a mini laptop, except we can't do laptop tasks. I can't program really well on the on an iPad. I do have a Linux shell on it, so I can compile it if I really wanted to, but its performance is poor. It's it's really quite sad um, how powerful the Apple chips are and like how limited they are because I can't just run whatever I want. And it's really unfortunate that I have to jailbreak. Um, it's not jailbroken right now, but maybe in the future I will jailbreak um, because I would like to run UTM, which is a virtual machine, I guess, it's like a sandboxing tool. You can run virtual machines inside it on iOS. And so maybe I'll run Linux um, on UTM on an iPad, which is really sad that I have to do that. But I guess, you know, this is this is the world we're moving to. Um, on my computers, you know, I, I use whatever tools are best. You know, for CAD, I like to use SolidWorks. For programming, my editor of choice is VS Code, although I also use Notepad++, uh, on Windows at least. And... I mean, it's it really varies, you know. Like my favorite tools are my favorite tools because I find them to be easy to use, right? And so for programming, I use VS, VS Code because you know I can use all these different kinds of editors. But if I'm programming in Java, I'm probably not going to use VS Code. I probably use IDEA because IntelliJ IDEA because it's got the built-in Maven and Gradle and all these kind of integrations that make it easier to use. You know, my cell phone, my cell phone, you know, does one thing only, which is like making calls, making text messages. So it's got all, like all the messaging apps. It's got some video calling app, but they don't run too well. I just have them because, you know, people like to call me. Um, my Nexus 6P, uh, it's mostly for development, but I actually I also use it for a camera. Um, so I take pictures with the Nexus 6P, and I don't really use messages too much, although I have it on the phone just in case, because everywhere I go, I carry a SIM card ejector in my wallet um, because my iPhone dies fairly quickly, and so if I need to swap it out and put it in my Nexus 6P real quick, I can do that. Um, I usually keep it everything in a backpack, so it's, you know, nice and light. Um, I think my, of the tools I keep in my backpack, my, my laptop's probably the lightest, and my iPad is, like, the heaviest, and everything lies somewhere in between, so it's, it's nice. Um, I do, I do carry a battery pack, although I hope in the future, you know, maybe one day I'll replace my cell phone with a phone that lasts all day, and then I won't need to bring a battery pack around. Although I'll probably bring a charger, because that's like a disaster preparation kind of thing, you know. If ever you find yourself in a disaster, you can't go back to your home, 
at least you have a charger with you. Of course, you know, you're not going to be walking around with a generator or anything like that, but, you know, one step at a time, right? Being slightly prepared is better than being not prepared at all. So, yeah, that's that's my everyday carry. That's my setup. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's... I'm glad you actually listened to, you know, what I have to say about this. Not really what I have to say, but, like, you know, I'm glad you listened to what I have to share. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, let me know what your setup is. Uh, I think I might future, feature that in a future episode. Um, these are coming. I'm working on those, the featured, I guess, listener messages. But, yeah, thank you for tuning in and listening to the free memory show hosted by Gideon, which is me. As always, you can find links and references in the show notes. And we are Apple Podcasts now, so I would appreciate it if you'd give me a rating. Thanks.